Welcome to the Art of the Die. Game week done. It's time to start game week two. I've got Jim here all the way from Miami, currently mostly COVID free we think, and Jake who finally, after about two and a half hours, has figured out how, yes you guessed it, headphones work. Jake, how are you buddy? Bad. Yeah, do you have a bad attitude now because you couldn't figure out headphones? Yeah, like how does it work for output but then it's not there for input? Like that doesn't make any sense. Where's my tech guy? Yeah, you guys have. Yeah, you have to understand, Jake. Uh, there's been times in the history of this podcast where Jake has literally been like, "I have to go get my wife. I can't figure out how this works." And she comes up and she's like, "Jacob, you need to plug them in if you want to speak into them." That's how this normally operates. Jake no. is worthless when it comes to. She's tech. not like that. She's usually just like, "Figure it out yourself. I'm busy." <laughs> yeah, right. I hate you. Figure it out. Uh, also, I have Jim here who is up. Uh, big trip all the way from way down south, all the way up here into the, the northern part of the country. Um, recently, uh, unfortunately, got a little bit of COVID and is now over. Jim, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well here. Glad to be in Wisconsin, you know, nice and cool. No more of that terrible Miami weather. Well, I'm happy. Happy to have you. It's fun. Uh, kind of a downer, though. Uh, Jim and I were very excited. Uh, haven't Jim and I haven't seen each other face to face with this COVID stuff for about like roughly two years. And uh, we was really excited to kind of like spend the entire weekend just watching EPL games. And uh, we're now just seeing each other. He's been back for almost two weeks. Uh, and we, we uh, just now are getting to hang out. So um, anyways, COVID sucks, but uh, Jim hasn't had any issues. So good for him. Good yeah, for you. Good yeah. For you. yeah. Healthy, ready to go. Great start to the FPL season. Very excited. You know, just glad to be here. Yeah, it should be fun. Fun little pod today. Um, interesting start to the season. Uh, it feels to me, and we'll, we'll of course get into this, but like everybody has kind of the exact same points except Jake, who's bad at FPL. Um, so Whoa. let's get in. Okay. Well, I don't know, Jake, maybe I have a better score. Um, some FBL guy wrote in, uh, why do I play the stupid game when I hate it 90% more often than I actually enjoy it? Jake, I think you're the right one to answer that for us. I don't, I don't really know. <clears throat> maybe you should try not playing it one year and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is mostly a game that you don't like, right? Yeah. I would yeah. say. And it takes up yeah. a lot of time and work and. It's, have it's, you considered yeah. not playing? Me? Yeah, you. No, I I love torturing myself. <laughs> Jake's like it's one of those I guys do. that has a weird sex dungeon, but it's not like one of the fun ones. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's not like a, ooh, sexy. It's like, ah, it hurts a lot, stop! <laughs> <laughs> but he keeps going back. Keep going back for more, right? Yeah. Sex um, wax? We'll- nah, re- real wax. Just burn real wax. It's better. <laughs> uh, Wilson writes in, how many times did Marco check his phone during brunch today? So I went to brunch today instead of watching. I watched about 15 minutes of the city game and then went over to brunch. I, I, I will admit that I checked it twice during brunch, which I think that's pretty good. When you have, I had Holland, Diaz, and Walker, or uh, excuse me, Cancelo all playing. And I only checked it twice. That's pretty decent. Wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, it, yeah I, I guess you, it all depends on how good brunch is. It was a good brunch. I, uh, I had a, a, a Cubano sandwich with an egg on it and then um, a side salad, some wonderful potatoes, and a Bloody Mary. I was pretty happy. Okay, and what about the people? Well, you know, people are people. You know. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, like, I was just by myself, Jake. Stop rubbing it in. 
I'm just checking. I mean, I check my phone if it wasn't a fun brunch group, but if it was a fun brunch group, then I don't know. Yeah, I don't hang out with not fun people, Jake. That's why I don't hang out with you. Mm, ouch. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, Keith writes in, do the hosts start out the season thinking you're going to score the most points uh, by any team ever, or do you start at zero and go up? I think it's kind of a question about expectations. Like, do you start the season on a high thinking you're going to do great, or do you just kind of like let yourself start really low and, and hope that you do better than that? Jim, where do you kind of men- mentally approach your season? I treat it like the lottery, right? Where you're hoping that you can live this lavish life, quit your job, do all of that fun stuff you want to do. But um, realistically, I always expect the worst and hope for the best. So, you know, I, I dream at night of my differential paying off, but I go into the games expecting to, to get zero points every time. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. Jake, how do you approach it? I expect to win every year. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, and and given your like your history of play, I, I think um, you deserve to have the confidence that you have. I would agree. <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, all right, guys. So game week one's in the books here. Uh, we have a deadline of next week Saturday. Like it's for us, it's an AM um, in in Central Time here. So I think it's like a five AM deadline. Um, so we have some time to think about things, and there actually is quite a bit to think about. Uh, but I would say we should probably start with our teams quickly. I, it's weird. I, I don't like really like talking about our teams that much, but people seem to always ask, like, "Well, how did your team do?" So let's get into that. Um, Jake, could you start by taking us briefly through your team? Then we'll have Jim go, and then I'll go last. Go ahead, Jake. All right. Um, as of right now, I'm on seventy-two points. Um, <laughs> thanks. I did go with Ward and Iverson, uh, so two four point because I knew one of them was going to be starting. Um, and then in the back, uh, Cancelo, James, Rabo, Trent, and Gabriel. Um, so pretty good there. Three seven pointers. Obviously, Liverpool letdown was weird. And then in the midfield, I have Salah, who I captained, so he had twenty four. And then Saka return, and then Mount and Neto were pretty disappointing. And then I had Holland up top with 13. So all in all, 72 points, pretty good game week. I think you guys beat me by a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of about just, I think in this first game week, you know, you're not going to have necessarily an incredible game week rank. You know, you're not going to look at it and say like, wow, I'm the best. It's it's about, I think, keeping with the pack for the first handful of game weeks. Um, You're also going to have a lot of casuals that burn chips make a lot of um, kind of rash moves here in the first few game weeks. Uh, people that um, take minus fours right away, burn a wild card right away. And so it's really about trying to manage um, manage some of those issues uh, and get through it. And then I think a lot of the gains, at least in my opinion, really start to be made after maybe game week five or seven, somewhere in there where you can start actually climbing and really thinking about that game week rank. So uh, Jim is up next. How'd your team do, Jim? 77 points, top among the podcast, which is nice because Jake's been talking shit to me for the past two months about how uh, I'm terrible at the start of the season and I never do well. So anytime I say anything, he would just invalidate it immediately. So I just want to reiterate the point that I am in first place among all the podcast hosts after game week one. 
It sounds like you have a lot of you have a lot of feelings, Jim, deep down that you need to talk about. You need like a FPL therapist, possibly. I I, I think I do, but I think more importantly, I need to rub it in Jake's face a lot because yeah. every every text I sent him about anything, he would just say, "Well, you do suck at the start, so it doesn't matter what you say." <laughs> so I've been waiting for this for about two months, and it uh, couldn't have gone any better. Yeah. So, Jake, your your thoughts on me being better than you? It must be nice copying my team. Cool. Copying your team. If I copied your team, how do have more points? Yeah. Math. Fair Stop point. Fair suit. point. <laughs> All right. So, I have, I have uh, Raya and goal as a differential. Solid two points. Double city back line of Walker and Diaz. James Gabriel with seven points apiece. Trent with the one-pointer. Uh, Diaz, two. Saka, six. Mount, three. Not great, not great. Captain Saul for 24, and Holland up top with the 13-pointer today. Nice. Putting me at 77 again. First in the league, way ahead of Jake. All right, all right. We, we got it, we got it. Um, we got it. And, and uh, my team, uh, kind of boring. I'm very similar to Jim. 76, game week rank Ooh. of um, 547, which I think is updated at this point, although I'm not 100% sure. Um, I have I went with the, the Lester-goalkeeper combo, which I think is really going to – pay dividends with a lot of one and two pointers throughout the first eight game <laughs> weeks sure, yeah sure. i can't wait for that great job by me uh but my back line is the double liverpool with robo and taa so one point each um i have Cancelo and ds as well so i'm quite happy with with those returns um and then james uh and then uh through the midfield salah saka martinelli and rashford um and then up top holland so uh, i think I'll, uh, the reality of it is like we all have relatively similar teams, like with just maybe two or three players that are slightly different. And a lot of the um, kind of template heavy hitters like exchanged a bit. So, for example, like like Jesus didn't score. Um, uh, Kane didn't score, but then Holland did. Right. Like, like things like NATO, Bailey, those right, guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's a little bit of that going on, which I think is is maybe a little bit of luck on, on our side, right? When you don't have those players and things went well. Um, I think what I'd like to start with talking about are, are kind of two parts here for the three of us. So first, I think that we should discuss after one game week. And again, I know it's only one game week, but after one game week, what are some issues that you see in your team or players that you really feel like you need to get after um, or, or get rid of one of the two? And then on the other side of that, um, what are maybe... Where are some areas that maybe uh, you got away with some stuff? You know what I mean? Like, like you maybe got returns from a player that you sh- you don't you watch the game, you don't feel like maybe you should have gotten returns from, or you kind of got a little lucky compared to the the main template. I know that's kind of three big questions, but Jake, do you want to start off with with anything that you're trying to address within your team right away? Sure. Um, I think the player I'm most <laughs> sure. worried about. Uh... Okay, so this is what this is why I paused. This is why I paused. Make fun. Okay, I let think, me get started. <laughs> I think seventy-two to seventy-seven for our group is really solid. Yeah, this is a good start. Yeah. A lot of people who play this better, game, I think. Okay, well, a lot of people <laughs> who've played this game didn't end up with scores like this this week, and that's fair. I, but we didn't we didn't go with Kane, who really didn't look that good. Um, he looked like the worst out of the attacking group of Spurs personally. And then we also didn't, you know, we didn't fall into the trap of no Holland. So I'm just saying like, overall we did pretty good. But if I'm, if I'm nitpicking my team, I would say Mount was a concern. Chelsea just seemed 
uninterested to score in that game. Sterling was far better. And Mount got subbed off in like 62 minutes. So that was a little bit concerning. Chelsea was third in XGI, though, of all teams. So I kind of... Yeah, which is weird because, I mean, I missed the first half of the game. I caught like the... I caught the halftime. But my question is open play XGI, right? Because they did get a penalty. So I I don't know if how much that that plays a role because... We talk about it. What is it like 0.75 or 0.8 for a PK? That's actually a really good point, Jake. So they, yeah, they're like third for um, XG um, in the entire league, but they are basically like middle of the table or even a little bit lower than that for XG open play. They're at 0.53. Yeah, that normally we, um, a pen I think is worth 0.74 or something like that is roughly like, depending on the model slightly, uh, but 0.74 to 0.76. So, um, yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty low, 0.53. And just for context, um, actually, Wolves created the most XG open play at 1.63. Newcastle, who had a great game, and I think we should probably talk about it at some point today, 1.49. Uh, and then Brighton at 1.4 and Manchester City at roughly 1.4, 1.37. So, uh, yeah, really, that's a great point, Jake. Um, so, Mount is kind of your concern. Jim, do you have any players that are of concern for you? I also have Mount. I listened to the pod you guys did last week and talked me into Mount. That was a good was, move. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm worried about his minutes, but I, I think he's going to start. I'll probably hold him for a couple of weeks until I find a replacement. Um, but primarily, I did. I want Iverson over Ward just because I wanted one game week of a Leicester goalie before I switched to Rhea. And uh, that did not work out. And Ward's going to be the long-term you know, bench keeper, I think, for everyone. So I got to... I might make a move this week just to pick him up because my team's my team's pretty solid. Otherwise, I, I might do the dumb thing and just burn transfers to make up for that mistake. Ooh. Yeah, for me, um, the only I, I mean, looking at my team, the only thing that I get a little bit concerned about is Rashford, which was the player that I brought in that I knew that that was a very strong possibility. Um, I did. I don't know if you guys watched the game today. I watched most of it this morning. Um, he besides not really getting into that many dangerous areas, he had one good opportunity uh, that was called off sides. So he got played in and uh, Ronaldo had been called off sides earlier in the play. And then there's another play where Christian Erickson played him to the back post. And at first I thought, oh, that was such a hard chance. And then I saw it again and it was actually like put right on his foot and he completely skied over the goal. I think it was actually, despite it being a tough cross, was something like a point like a 0.2 or something in 0.25 XG chance, which is pretty high. Um, he didn't look great, and he didn't get on the ball much, and he turned the ball over a lot. That said, United made five changes, and he was not one of the players changed. Um, <laughs> and I get that they were chasing the game, so, like, you leave attacking players on, but, like, Fernandez was taken off. Uh, and so, I don't know. That, that, that was, like, you know, that was one thing that I thought, oh, well, maybe I... Because when Ronaldo didn't start the game, I thought for sure Rashford's coming off, Ronaldo's going on at some point in the match. I even tweeted that. Uh, very wrong. So five changes. So that's the only thing I'm a little bit concerned about. I agree with you guys on Mount. Uh, I watched most of the Chelsea match too. And Chelsea looked a lot like they did um, basically like the second half of last year. Just relatively anemic. Like very few penetrating balls. The buildup was almost all pretty slow. And almost all of the attacks were made with a back line against a back line that was organized. Like, you guys get what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's like, yeah. four players at least 
facing the ball, standing, organized in the back line. So that's really hard to beat, right? That's really hard. And a lot of the crosses are, okay, it's James, it's Chilwell, and they're swinging balls in. Um, so, yeah, that made me a little nervous, too. It's just it's hard to score from those types of positions sometimes. That's that's what's so exciting about a team like Spurs. Most of the attacking they do, they do like at full speed running. The opponent's back line is running towards their own goal. And it's like exciting to watch and also incredibly dangerous. And that's why when you see guys like the, the wing backs and Kulisevsky finding a lot of success. Um are there any things that you guys feel like you kind of got lucky with, you know, to start the year? Like maybe you were on like a 50-50 pick between two players. You picked the right guy. Or maybe you got points from a player that you look at and you're like, man, he actually played kind of not that great. Or his XG wasn't that great. Or he wasn't that involved, but he still got points. Any Anyone you're feeling like, Jim, maybe you could start us off? I mean, the Arsenal game was huge. Like, Jesus blanking massive for us, who we don't have. And then Martinelli missing that big, big chance early on. He could have easily had a brace. Um, those those two uh, were the largest gain for me by far this week. You don't have Martinelli? I do not have Martinelli or okay. Jesus. So that's pretty – are you, like, nervous going into the next game weeks or not so much? Uh, I am. Because, I mean, he, he gets forward, and I thought he'd get rotated more. But he played – I think he almost played 90 minutes. Yeah. So if he's going to be, like, nailed, like, like yeah, he's probably going to be one of the best attacking players. And at six, I, um, maybe I go mount to him right away. Yeah. Um, they – Arsenal were, like, decent. They were kind of mid-table for expected goals um, and, and actually outperformed their delta by an entire goal. They only produced about one for an XG. Um have you, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Have you thought about, like, Mount just straight to Martinelli? Now you have another two to play with. Mm-hmm. And where would you maybe go with that money, if assuming you could make the move? Yeah, because, I mean, like, Mount plays Spurs next week, and then Arsenal play Leicester. So, and plus Arsenal, those, I think it's Bournemouth and Fulham after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes sense to load up on Arsenal. Um, and I don't mind keeping the money in the bank to, to get the better player with better fixtures that's cheaper. And then, you know, next week when we get more information, then I'll decide what to do with an extra two. Okay, so that's a potential. That's a potential move for you. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Like, are you thinking you're going to try to pull the trigger on it now, or do you wait a week and kind of see what happens? I think wait and see. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to be more patient with my transfers. I used to be very just you know save money early, make transfers quick, get on the price rises. But I'm gonna try to play patient a little bit this year. Okay, that's interesting, Jake. Uh, anything you felt like you got away with, or that you know was a little lucky, or you nailed it, or something like that. You know, like because it's always hard the first game week, right, to figure it all yeah. out. So. I think other than your headphones finally working. Yeah, other than my that's headphones, something that you finally figured out, which we're really proud of you for that. Yeah, sure, it's gonna run out of battery soon. So Oh yeah, we I, might lose Jake and it might just become a, a Jim and Marco pod. That's not I yeah, hundred yeah. percent agree with Jim. Um and Jesus looked alright. Well, I think we have to remember Crystal Palace is their toughest fixture. And Crystal Palace defensively are very good at home. Yeah. It's kinda really like good. it's kinda like Newcastle at home. It's a stay away game for me unless you're unless you're talking about Liverpool or Man Man City. Uh and then basically uh Holland was one I was not a hundred percent sure on. I wasn't even going to go with an 11.5 forward, but what I ended up doing was going with just that because I, I wanted the flexibility to have it because I, I knew it would be very difficult to get to him if I didn't. So that was probably... I, I definitely was more on Holland than Kane, but that still was a pretty lucky call because a lot of my drafts did not have Holland. I would say 50%. 
So yeah, and really, um, you know, Spurs did create almost just about as much from open play as City did. A very similar amount in terms of XG. Now, it did seem like I mean, I watched a little bit of the game. I've not looked at heat maps yet for Kane, but it did seem like. I'm not going to say it was like two years ago when he was full out playing like center defensive mid, but he was dropping a lot deeper to pick balls up and distribute a little bit higher. I didn't watch the whole match. I watched some highlights. So that's maybe not fair for me to say, but it seemed like a lot of like the forward attacking play was coming from the wingbacks. Mm -hmm. And it makes me very horny for uh, Perisic or Doherty, one of them. But also be nervous about um, Sesson Young or Emerson Royal or somebody else just constantly subbing on for them or maybe every game even like Conte rotating them. Because now the problem is those other wingbacks have displayed that they're good enough. Like they've shown that they're good enough to play. They're good enough to be in the first team. I mean, I think we've always thought that about Sesson Young. He's a good player, young player, of course, needs to learn. But that I want Perisic very badly if they're going to be attacking like that and he's going to be just standing in the box and Kane's going to be at half field distributing balls. I'm just nervous that he plays 55 minutes every game and Sessegnon comes on or or he just gets sat, you know what I mean, like multiple games. Have you guys well, thought about... Well, what if about, he plays 61 minutes? Well, that would make me very happy. <laughs> yeah, then I'd be all over it. Have you guys thought about that? Like, So big at the back, we discussed a lot on the last podcast. And for me, that's what I kind of feel like. I didn't get lucky with it, but I went back and forth with it. Do I want five at the back? Do I want four? I ended up with five. I'm really happy with it. In fact, when I made my draft, I had one million left and I had Walker and I kind of just upgraded him to Diaz. My thought was like, I know that Diaz is going to play almost every game. I don't have to be worried about that. And then I can move him down to like a Walker, an Ake, a Perisic. Once I feel like I'm ready to do that, I, just like someone to hold value, kind of. But have you guys thought about, do you need to get onto one of those Spurs attackers now? And if so, how would you plan to do it? My thought is more like game week three, right? Like once they're done with this this next match, um, yeah. who, who, do they, who do they play this next game week? Chelsea. They play okay, Chelsea so, and they're away. So. Okay, so then after Chelsea, they have a great run. Uh, so have you guys thought a little bit about, do you need to do that or do you I, want to do that? I'm I'm actually, yeah, I was going to say if I was going to make a move, I would almost consider a double swap this week. And it's not that Robbo's bad. Take a hit. But I kind of want Nunez moving forward and we'll talk more about that. But I considered Robbo down to a Spurs wing back and then Mount to Kulu. And then I would have enough in the bank to make a move to Neto to Martinelli game week three. You know, Neto plays Fulham. And like we said, Wolves weren't actually that bad. And Neto was really involved, I yeah. thought. And, and so I'm not too upset about Neto. But Martinelli's kind of a wait and see for me because if he keeps playing a lot. And he played really central if you look at the heat maps compared to Sokka. Jim and I talked about that, that Sokka was actually way more wide that game. Big time, yeah. Uh, that's kind of like the way Saka plays, but it's going to also depend on which side has a stronger defender. And I think Mitchell's a much better defender than the right back for Palace. But I'm yeah, gonna, that's what I, I would consider. I was going to say, I'm going to disagree with you here, Jake. Um, but, Uh-oh. But you, you might not okay. want to listen to me because I always start the season bad, right, Jake? I mean, yeah, I would agree. Much, so, you know, I mean, but uh, Spurs outside backs are going to rotate a ton. Right, so it's like how how can you deal with that? Especially in game week four, they play midweek, so then it's a a Saturday, a Wednesday, a Saturday. So I think that's prime time for rotation for sure. Um, so I'm I'm kind of holding off on Spurs and 
We know okay. uh, Sala uh, and Holland are the prime ass- the premium assets we want to go with, so we can't go Sun or Kane. I think Kulichevsky is the only option that I would consider. Here's my here's my question for you. Do you know how many points the Spurs defenders had this week? Uh, Perisic had one. Doherty had zero. Yeah. Did you see the ones that started and how many points they had? Nine, okay, eight, so and seven. That and that's rotation? without a clean. That's with James Ward-Prowse hitting a worldie on him. Like, Southampton had worldie nothing going for him. That was a worldie. Come on. That was a pretty good shot by Jake, Ward-Prowse. if that's a worldie, then every goal you've scored in your career is a worldie. So That was a really good. Okay. Not many players could hit a shot like that. I think it was one of the better goals of the week. And, and, and so, I get what you're saying. The rotation is scary. But if they're going to also be getting attacking returns that consistently, it's something to consider. Because I guess the question is, where else would you go cheap in the defensive position? Now, I don't mind holding Rabo, but that's the other part of the thing that we can like kind of work segue into. If Nunez is beaten out Firmino already, I don't want Rabo. I want I want Nunez. Like I want him on my team, and so why? I can't. I why? Yeah. Why him over like Rabo? Well, because he already like scored a goal and an assist in like thirty minutes of play. I, I, again, it's like a wait and see. I don't think it's wrong to wait, but I, I mean, the wingbacks for Spurs look like the most important position, and that may change. But I don't know. It, it seems like an it seems like something to consider, All in right. my opinion. All right. Well, I think that that's good chat for now, just about um, some things that we're looking at and things we're thinking about. Um, Briefly, I'll share the Discord team. uh, Currently on 69 points. Nice. Jake, any comments on the score of 69? It's pretty good. I would have hoped for 70, but, you know, whatever. Do you like it? Eh, I'm glad I'm getting them. How does it make you feel when you hear that? Yeah. Indifferent. Wow. It's mutually beneficial. I thought you would appreciate that. Yeah, I right. It's not. It's I very guess. selfish of you. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, game week rank of 1.5 million. Um, Ran goal. Zinchenko, which is somebody who we haven't really talked about, had a great little game. Um, and then James Cancelo and Alexander Arnold in the back. Uh, team is basically 7 4 4 2. So Luis Diaz, Sala, Captain, Neto, Martinelli, Kane, and Jesus up front. And Andreas Pereira, who we didn't talk about either, had a wonderful game against Liverpool. The played in front of Mitrovic, was on most of the set plays, priced at 4.5. I know he's on a not incredible team, but I actually saw a really interesting infographic that um, preseason somebody had produced with uh, ex- uh, uh, preseason expected, uh, how was it? Oh, average expected goals for and expected goals against. And Fulham actually fell right in the middle of the graph. So that would be mean that they're like a very mid-table average team based off some of the different prediction models that are out there. Uh, a 4.5 forward. Oh, and also forgot to mention, when they defended against Liverpool, uh, they defended in a 4-4-2, and he remained as a forward. So he was, a, a, he was in part of that front two. I don't know if they'll use that defensive system all the time he was a morphed kind of into like a 4-3-3 when they attacked then but um yeah he could be incredible value and, and did a nice job i thought in the match um anyways uh uh yeah so they they finished on 69 points and um and not so bad good good start to the season i think for the discord team it's like i said it's, it's about staying with the pack 
in the first handful of weeks. So, uh, all right. So leagues, um, I think most things are updated. So Bobby Love wrote in, do you check how your mini league rivals do during the game week? Who do you consider your biggest rivals in FPL? I bet it's Ryan, they say. Uh, no, Nobody checks how Ryan's doing. Uh, Jake, do you check our scores during the week or not really? Mm, I think after the day, sometimes I will. Yeah. yeah. Jim? Yeah, usually not during the games, but at the end, I like to see where I'm at so I can either brag about it or yeah. just not talk to anyone. Okay, I'll admit it because you guys won't. I exclusively check your guys'. Sc- I don't even look at my score. I don't even care what my score is. Oh, wow. I just want everyone else to do badly. So, like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm serious. I don't even look at my score once the entire game. I just look at your guys' scores. That's fair. Yeah, so I know that you guys do the same, but at least I'm man enough to admit that. Also fair. Right. Uh, all right, so let's look briefly at leagues. Um, I'll pull up the PSL Super League, Jake, and can you pull up League Dive? Sure. Okay. So PSL Super League looks like it's updated right now. Um, the PSL Super League is the league for all of our uh, Patreon subscribers, everyone that's in the Discord together. And it's a uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful little crew of people. Oh, it doesn't look like it's actually updated yet. Okay, well, we'll just read off who's who's where. They're still updating tables, so um, yeah, it's a group. It's a good group of folks. Uh, everybody's in the the Discord together. We kind of talk about the the teams, talk about uh, the Discord team, talk a lot of shit. Um, it's fun. So yeah, join the Patreon, be part of that, support us, and then we'll give you the code for the league, get you into the Discord. Um, you know, send you some nudes of Jake, things like that. Uh, so get on board. Uh, top five right now, um, but again, not not updated yet. But we'll we'll read it anyways. Um, this is as of mostly probably as of yesterday or the first round of games this morning, depending on how they've updated the tables. So uh, in fifth, the, the teeth of Suarez, Patty Pa. Uh, in fourth, Gabby Gabe Gabe Oi Oi Oi. I don't know Alex Ward. Uh, in third, uh, Denny's Cajone, Stephen Toomey. In first, the Art of the Hive, um, which is the podcast team. Um, and then in, in also tied in first, uh, Flowers or Seaman, Matt uh, Fielding, Fielding, Field, Field, Fielding, Fielding. Yeah. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, nailed, nailed it. it. Uh, Jake, can you do the top? Just do the top five for now of League Dive because it's not updated yet. So top five. Okay. Um, <clears throat> number one, we have Relegates by Ruben Brakisa. Number one as well, uh, Northwest Export, Stephen Hardman. They're both at 90. Number three, Central Park Rangers, um, Glenn Levy. Number three, Alex is 11, um, and they're both at 86. And then we have three other teams at 85, so I'll read them off quick. Uh, HDFC, Harry Dickinson, Bianca A. Rosa Grand, Muhammad Laga. And number five, Namaste Nunez, Yaya Jr. All right. Hey, good good job to everybody. Some 85s. Those are some good scores to start the start the year. But um, yeah. Okay. We've got um, a handful of questions, maybe 10, 10 or so more questions that people have wrote in. Some of the things we've hit on a little bit already, but um, we can revisit some of that stuff. And let's just get into it. Um, two point, oh yeah, baby, writes in, uh, how will Jake's forward line look in game week two? At one point, Jake, uh, so, so let's just rewind. Last pod, Jake said something like, quote, it's not worth spending any money on the front line. We shouldn't have any forwards. No, I didn't say that. I just and then it. fast forward. It was like an existential I can, question. I can send the text out via Twitter. Fast forward <sighs> to like yesterday midday or something. Jake's like, 
we should all have three forwards. I'm going to have Nunez, Mitro, and Holland or Tony or something. Oh, and, oh, and he also said, no one should have an 11.5 forward. They're worthless. He also said that. And I was like, Jake, Holland hasn't even played yet. And he's like, doesn't matter. So, Jake, how are you feeling about your forward line now? It's too soft. I need everybody in. No, but seriously, the teams that are scoring really high right now do have like the three forwards. So it's like, will that hold up? I just think it's always such a tough call. You know, I mean, if you're talking about teams that performed well that only have one forward, you could just look at my team that outperformed. Yeah, but are you top? Are you top? Like these teams that have 86, 85, a lot of them have a three forward setup and they have Nunez and Holland. And I'm just saying, it's like, there you go. Like maybe it's the year of the forward now. I the never said forward. I've Lock never it said in. that it's bad to go with forwards. I just think it's such a tough call, right? Because they right. get one less point, so it's you know, the anyone who went with Nunez, like hats off to you because obviously we are all concerned about Firmino. He started the game, and Nunez only got like thirty minutes, but he got two returns. Like so, like to me, he's kind of like the player I'm. I'm looking at the most moving forward. But Mitro's also a good pick because of his price. I think he's, like, safer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Liverpool just, like, they didn't look that great to me in general. Um, 1.15 expected goals in open play. They did create four uh, big chances. So that almost all of their XG came from good, op- I guess, like, high-quality opportunities, which is a good thing. That's kind of what you're looking for. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I also want a forward who scored off a mishit back heel that bounced off a defender and went in. That's pretty good. And an assist that he mistouched that Salah scored for him. Hey, doesn't matter how you get there. Doesn't matter how you make the lemonade, just that the lemons were squishy squishy, and then you got some <laughs> sugar to put in there. Isn't that what they say? That's what they say. Um... Alex writes in, how do you balance or prioritize wanting all of Salah, Holland, Sun, and Kane? Is rotating between them based on fixtures just asking for a smiting from the FPL gods? Uh, that's a good question. I think, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, right? It's, it's how the game always works. There's always going to be uh, three to five good premium players, and um, some are going to perform some weeks, some are going to perform others. If we're going to rotate them, I always think, you got to make sure you're looking at at least like five week windows or a little bit more because you're always going to have other problems in your team. So to, to rotate every other week or, or once every three weeks or whatever to try to get on premiums, I don't think it's the best idea. That's the reason why we most of us are carrying two so that you don't have to make a lot of transfers back and forth between those players. Um, that said, um, you know, like I'm quite happy to have Holland right now because it looks like Kane's going to price drop. And I would guess Holland will price rise in this week at some point. And now, really, if we get into game week six or game week seven, and I feel like, man, I, you know, Spurs are, ro- or excuse me, uh, City's rotating a little bit. Holland missed a game. I can easily make that move, right? And go from Holland to Kane, and I'd be comfortable with that. Anybody else have any advice on just the chasing of pre- premium assets? It's dumb. Don't do it. Okay. Jim's got his two cents in, Jake. I agree with you. I think as long as you're looking oh, five weeks we ahead, you know, and making the plan, I think it's worth it. All right. Thanks for the great advice, Jake. God. Uh, what? Matt Hall writes in, if you make a transfer this week, aren't you just accepting that you are a bad manager? Jake, you're going to make a transfer this week? I'm not going to make a transfer on goalkeeper like Jim. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me know when you catch me this year, all right? 
<laughs> All right. I'll let you know next question, week. The second part of that question should have just been: If you make a transfer this week, aren't you just aren't you just accepting you're a bad manager? And if you make a transfer on a goalkeeper, shouldn't you just delete your account? That's really what it should <laughs> should have said. Uh, uh, Matt says: Should Kane to Holland be banned? Why would that be banned? I don't know. Um, I think a lot of people are going to make. Don't you guys think a lot of people are going to move Kane to Holland? Oh yeah, especially with the fixtures. Oh yeah. It's bad news. Um, I think Kane will, will you know, it's going to be a tough matchup next week. But then they have a great run of fixtures at uh, Game Week 3 forward. But so do City, right? And that's the reason I think all of us went with Holland first. Of course, we were a little concerned about a new player coming into the league. But um, if he continue, continues to start as that center forward and now he's apparently on pens, which we didn't necessarily know that about him, um, he's going to amass an absurd amount of XG as a player. And career-wise, is a above XG finisher on his entire career by quite a bit. Um, and actually, interestingly, I saw a graph that he's trending up over the last couple of years, can, outperforming his XG year after year by more and more. Um, yeah, I, I think you're going to want him in your team. It's going to be hard not to have him, um, at least for now. Okay, Wilson writes in, my regret on going Kane and Diaz over Holland, Holland and Kulu. Yeah, that sucks. What do you guys think about the Diaz thing? Does anybody have any, like, I mean, you guys watch the game. Do you have any thoughts on him as a player? He actually had a goal taken away, uh, and then he also had hit the post, hit the post. post right? <laughs> so he was in good spots, actually. And, and I had said in the last pod that in the preseason games, he had been really wide, and, and, and Rabo was coming in on the half space, half space inside of him. And it wasn't that during this game. He was inside, and Rabo was overlapping on the outside of him. So I was wrong there, or they changed tactics or something. So does anybody have any thoughts on Diaz? He's definitely a hold. I wouldn't be getting rid of him. Yeah, he had, I mean, he was great. He was, like, dynamic. He looked like their best attacker in the first half. Concerns with him coming off like a, like mid seventies for the minutes. That was so. For the record, that was a big thing for me. Was I really thought like Robo has been taken off very few times in his career in matches like mid match. Same thing with TAA, and that was one thing I was concerned about. Um, was that Diaz will get rotated every game? I don't know, especially when Jota's healthy too. So, um, does that play a factor in your guys' thought on? Neither of you guys have him, right? We both have Diaz. Oh, you both have Diaz. No, oh, I, I, have, didn't I have Robo. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I have Robo. Jake, Jake has Robo. You have Diaz. I have Diaz. So do you have any concerns? I mean, I agree as a whole, but do you have concerns about that aspect? Like, Jota's back, and now he's in the rotation pool? Yeah, I yeah, think that's he's start for the first three weeks, right? Until it gets a little more, you know, congested. But until then, I think I think he's a hold, and I think he's going to be great. I just couldn't go with any other midfielders. I, I liked him too much, and there's so many other defenders. Yeah, I yeah, think it's fair. But you um, have Mount, so you could have gone with him. Yeah, okay. But I have Diaz, Mount, and Saka. So, like, I don't know. I was happy oh. with those three eights. You have three eights? Okay. Three eights. That's why I want Holland and Sala. Like, yeah, yeah you've like, always yeah. only been really an eight in your life. That's fair. Yeah. Jake's like a four. Also fair. I'm like Times a 9.5 at least. Minimum. Minimum. Divided by three. It's conservative. Don't you say divided by anything, Jake. Don't you say that. You have no right as a four to speak about my looks. Four squared. Yeah. Shut up, Jake. Stoop <laughs> Tiger writes in, 
How is it possible to get every 50-50 decision I made wrong? And why the fuck did Aaron Zid not get given the goal? The anti-Americanism in the EPL exists, doesn't it? I mean, I think we all have joked about that in the past, but certainly there's there's very much an anti-American approach and there's very much a pro-English approach. Part of it's just because of the league, but... Can we um, can we talk about the, I think it's, the I think it's, manager fight after that, by the way? Like, what Yeah, happens? that was great. Martian uh, Bruno Lage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got into it. I don't know. I think Lodge didn't want to shake his hand or something. Yep. And Marsh, like, basically got in his face and was like, fuck you, man. Like, just shake my hand and be a man after the game. I don't blame him. I I, uh, I have had that only once in my career as a big-time professional manager like I am, where an opposing coach did not really want to shake my hand. And to this day, I have regretted not making a scene about it. Like I just, I just took it right. Like he, he disrespected me and the team by not shaking my hand and walking away. And to this day, I've, I think about it. Like I wish I would have said something and been like, you know, just what the fuck, man? Like just shake my hand, you know? Like all the players are out in the field shaking hands, and you're gonna, you're gonna be like that, right? And I, I haven't. So I feel so soft, and I'm never gonna let it happen again. I'm full Jesse Good. Marsh, all in Jesse Marsh, USA. Anybody else need to get something off their chest about feelings that they've had in the past? Suck it, Jake. <laughs> All right, moving on. For AC Abel writes in, uh, every attacking player uh, under 11.5 million sucks discuss with reckless abandon. That's not true because Holland is great. Uh, oh, under 11 point. Oh, that's not true either, right? There's other good attacking players. Kulu had a great, great game. Uh, a lot of the defenders played very well. Um is everyone stupid for not starting and fielding Do- Josh De Silva? Um, did you guys look at Josh De Silva at all? I don't even know who that is. So he scored a goal. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know who he is, but I didn't get to watch that game. He scored a goal. Um, he's on on Forest, right? Okay. Uh, his no, goal he's on Brentford, ha- Brentford, isn't he? I thought he was on oh, Brentford. Oh, Brentford, right. His goal had an XG, I believe I was looking at it, of like .06. And he, he, like it was from distance. Like he banged a long distance shot. I think that's what it was. I was looking at it on, um, yeah, I was looking at it before. I'll have to double check that. But uh, yeah, so no, I don't think we need him. We don't need him on the team. I'm Essential. Not... Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Bobby Love wrote, fuck the Tories. He just needed to get that off his chest. That's his feelings for the day. Uh, Captain Heightside, it says, um, is Harry Kane shit and is Holland the best striker of all time ever and makes Pele look like Christian Benteke? Caps intended, it says. Hmm. Uh, I don't, no, I think Kane's still going to be good. Like, he's going to have a good season. I just think Holland's going to score, like, 30 goals. I really do think that. I don't know. I, I mean, Kane's going to have 22 or 23 goals and a number of assists, and I just think Collins going to have 30 or 32. It's going to have a great year. Um, all right, Tropical writes in, what eight mid will haul this game week? Okay, so that's the next question, right? Jim's on the triple eights, <laughs> uh, and now you got to figure out, like, that was the talk before the season started. Which eights can you kind of go with and attack, and who's the right eight to have? Who are you feeling, Jim, is going to be your go-to guy this week? Um, or is there another eight on the table that you would prefer? Well, all three of my eights are at home. So that's um, Saga home to Leicester, who looked terrible defensively, so probably yeah. return. Mount, definitely do, and he's English, so return for sure. And he's going <laughs> to make all the sellers regret it. Yep. Uh, Kulu blank, and then subbed off at 60, I'm going to say. And then the other one is 58. Diaz, 58. Sorry, yeah. sorry, misspoke. Yeah. Round it up. Yeah. Um, and then Diaz, of course, is going to uh, get at least two goals. Wow. 
feeling good about oh, yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love the eights. Wow. Big fan of the eights. <laughs> Jim, is there or not Jim Jake? Is there an eight that you like? Um, not this week, honestly. Because I mean, I think Mountain Kulu. Wow. That's that's going to be a little bit of a tricky game. I think if I was going to lean any of them, Diaz would be the one to go yeah, with. That's what I think. Um, yeah. So. We'll see. I think Kulu is the one that I'm most envious about not having, which is really interesting. I just didn't think he'd be so involved with that team, and he was. I mean, I guess he was good last year, but um, I, I feel like it was a mistake going with Mount, which I thought he was like the most assured thing. So well, we talked about that already. Um, last question is from Two Point Sex Sounds: Is Zinchenko essential? Uh, Arsenal, so Zinchenko uh, had a very nice match, um, 12 points, I believe, this game week, which is pretty, right? That's pretty good. Good little game week. Um, Arsenal had expected goals conceded of 1.21, puts them right in the middle of the league, um, and then didn't concede any goals, which is pretty unusual. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think he's a very good player. There's an off chance that he might start playing some out of position a little bit further forward. Um, but they don't, we talked about in the pod, they don't attack a ton through their fullbacks. Uh, not as much maybe as we'd like, or as much when we start looking at some of these other teams like Spurs and Chelsea and, and City. Of course, he's cheaper at five. That's a big deal. And Arsenal, I think, do have good clean sheet potential going forward. Uh, have, has anybody, does anybody have him? And if not, have you thought about him in the next couple game weeks? Jake, Arsenal resident? We, Jim and I watched that game together and, yeah, Zinchenko was fine going forward, but he absolutely looked atrocious in the second half defensively. And Tierney is a good defender. Now, granted, yeah. he gets he's made of glass or paper mache. I don't know. Um, but I, paper mache. I, I'd be a little bit nervous bringing Zinchenko in when Tierney's like close to returning because I think they're yeah. going to get rotated a lot. And if Martinelli keeps playing the way he is, I don't think Zinchenko is going to play up full, further. No. Uh, so I I think but, he's a stay away personally. I think when when party has to go to jail in the middle of in a month or so, he might have an opportunity at that CDM spot. <laughs> but yeah, he did look like the least athletic player on the pitch. All right, it's decided. Zinchenko not essential. Um, all right. So going forward, we've already talked a little bit about our plans going going into the next game week. Players that we're potentially targeting. Jim's thinking about a goalkeeper transfer, which is hilarious. Um, also, you guys have both touched on the potential of Mount out in the next this game week or the week after. Um, so things to keep an eye on. Um, all of us seem to be kind of in consensus that we're not probably not this week going to be making an early move. Whereas I think next week, at least myself, I might be looking to move really early in the week uh, because there's no, I don't think there's midweek games. Yeah, there's no midweek games. So um, we can move early and try to catch some price rise stuff with two free transfers. Hopefully we don't have any injuries this week that we have to deal with. But how about captain? I think that is a good question because you've got Asala against Crystal Palace. Um, you've got Holland against Bournemouth, obviously. Uh, are there any other captain options that people are looking at? And... Um, if not, then which one of those two are you guys going with? Yeah, it's too early for me. I'm going to have to do a deep dive and kind of look at like what Salah's done in the past. Obviously, we don't really have data for Holland against Bournemouth. Um, I, I think last I just year, think it's real, real quick, Jake. Too, I think I, I think uh, they won three zero and three one last year against Palace. Okay. Liverpool did, yeah. 
I think Salah's obviously the safer choice. Um, being a midfielder is part of that. So you yeah. got clean sheet potential, potential, and you get an extra point even if they, you know, like like Holland outscored Salah by one, but scored two goals to a goal and an assist. You know, but still Salah was only one point behind him. So I mean, that's just something to keep in the back of your mind. But it's it's one of those ones that I feel like you can do a deep dive. But if I mean, obviously, if a Holland plays and plays the entire game, that would I would be more tempted to go with Holland. But he did get subbed off after seventy five minutes, so Pep may say, "Hey, I don't I don't really need you to score three goals against Bournemouth because they're trash." Although they beat Villa, which is hilarious. But I think it's too early for me to make a decision. But I guess if you made me pick right now, I'd go with Salah. Yeah, I could I could definitely I, I think this will be. That'll kind of be, to me, the deciding factor of the game week. It's just going to be, did you captain Holland or did you captain Sala? Um, I don't know that a lot of people are going to go for the Spurs asset, um, like a Son or a, or a Kane. So so basically, it's going to be Holland or Sala. I currently have the band on Holland um, just because you've got a promoted side. You know, City are at home for the first game of the season. Um, I, Crystal Palace, to me, have shown some resolve like in terms of the way that they defend. Um, I'm not saying that they're like special or anything, but I feel like they're very mid table, whereas Bournemouth are essentially a relegation team. And I do think that City have shown in the past that they are very mean to those teams, like that they do bad things to them. Uh, yeah. So anyways, that's what I'm thinking, but just what my thoughts right now. Jim, do you have any or are you kind of on the same boat? I think often with FPL, you just apply Occam's razor. Whatever is the simplest solution, just go with it. And it's home against a relegated side. Like you just said, they're going to destroy them. So just, I think, I think it's got to be Holland. Yeah. All right. Um, that's all we got. Any final questions before we wrap up or anything you guys want to talk about before we finish today? Uh, I saw that Wolves just signed Gonzalo Guedes. Guedes? I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's a he's like an, in his prime winger, potentially second forward um, option. So I think that could give them some more attacking threat to their already high XG from uh, hmm. this last game week. Well, and maybe it moves Neto around too. That's something to keep an eye on for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Once he's back, like once this guy's fully in the squad, right? Yep. Any other comments, Jake? Uh, can't wait for Man United to fire their manager. Oh, well, we didn't really even talk about United much. I mean, it's just a whole thing. It's it's hilarious, right? I mean, they just – it's such a – I don't know what to say even about, like, the, the weird culture around that entire club. Like, the fans hate the team. They hate the owners. They hate every manager. They hate the players. They're, like, worse than Arsenal fans. Yeah. Yeah. I started watching. Yeah, yeah. I started watching Jake. I started watching the All or Nothing, the Arsenal thing. So it's, I think it's going to be my new favorite team is Arsenal now. Yeah, you're going to be an kidding. Arsenal fan. You're going to be a Gooner. It is yeah, fun to watch. Uh, it is fun to listen to uh, Arteta though. He's a fun, fun dude. He's a fun dude. I all like right. him. Well, I'll have to watch. I have to catch up. Guys, I love all of you. You are all the best players, and you make me happy every day. Let's go play football. Like that's like every scene when he's talking to the guys. It's really funny. Does he sound? It's is cute. he like mini pep? Is he like yeah? He's like pep. mini pep. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, cute. All right, uh, we're out of here. Um, thanks for listening. Good podcast today, guys. I think we covered all the heavy hitting things. Um, help us out. Share the podcast out with with folks uh, on Twitter or online uh, with your mom, with your dad, uh, not with your your workmates that are in the mini league with you. Don't share it with them, or they're gonna unlock the secrets. So, uh, all right, I'm out of here. I'm uh, I'm Marco, and I'm Jim. And I'm Jake, and remember, you should die. Suck it, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, that's how we should have made this pun.
Yeah, that, actually, people would probably love that.